but it didn't take long. We're only into the second episode of the Irish in Sweden podcast and already I am out on the street bringing you the stories from the Irish community here in Sweden. My name is Philip O'Connor. I'm currently doing a U-turn that I probably shouldn't be doing. And I'm on my way to meet somebody who reached out to me as soon as... I started the podcast. So uh, when I started the podcast a couple of days ago, we put out the first episode and um, somebody reached out to me via Patreon. She was kind enough to contribute a little bit. And I put the podcast then out on Facebook because I'm not really on Facebook a whole lot, but I thought there's a lot of the Irish community there, so I'll go do that. Uh, And I discovered that this woman has started a new business. Somebody I know very well, but I just dropped out of touch with her a little bit. So it just goes to show, I suppose, that the podcast is going to do great work. Certainly keep me in touch with people again that maybe I haven't spoken to for, for a little while. So uh, I'm on my way into Sada Hallena now, which is in the middle of Stockholm. And uh, I'm going to talk to Jen O'Sullivan about her new business. And a little bit later on in this episode is, uh, I'm, after that I'm going to talk to a young man named Zach Elbuzadi. Now Zach is a footballer who came here, started playing football for AIK here in Stockholm. Signed from Lincoln City, had a bit of a tough time of it I suppose in uh, the lower leagues in England. Came over here and has been an absolute revelation for AIK. So he's just finished his first season over here. So uh, I'm going to have a little chat with him about uh, his season. He's going home to celebrate Christmas with his family. His brother is here as well. Uh, so we're having a great time all together. Remember, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, drop an email to irishinsweden at gmail.com, right? There's a couple of different ways of supporting it. We're waiting on a number from the bank for Swish, so the people with a, uh, a Swedish bank account can throw in a few quid here and there. You can go to patreon.com forward slash arrowman in Stockholm and you can contribute that way. Or if you're if you have a company, you can drop an email to irishinsweden at gmail.com uh, and perhaps sponsor or advertise on an episode, right? And remember, advertising is one thing, sponsorship is another, right? So advertising, that means you're trying to reach your customers. That's probably not what you're going to do on this podcast. I'll be straight with you. But what you will do is you'll reach a community of people who know that you're helping me to keep them all in touch with one another. And I think that that has great value. So... Like I say, if you heard the first episode, you'll know I'm a professional journalist. I've got to keep the lights on. I've got to keep the bills paid. So any contributions are all very, very welcome. So I'm just about to pull in here now, and I'll have a little bit of a chat with Jen O'Sullivan, and she can tell you about her new business, Slap Bang, in the heart of Souther in Stockholm. I know you as an athlete, I know you as a friend, I know you as a mom, Uh, but we're standing in a place in Sada Halana here, uh, on Sada in Stockholm. Tell me what it is, tell me about the business that you just opened here. Um, We've opened a fresh pasta shop, uh, first one in Stockholm, and uh, we're selling pastas from like uh, handmade pasta from south of uh, Italy, and we're making uh, pasta as well from the north, so using like different flowers. We have uh, Sweden's only Svolina, which is like a person who's trained uh, pasta maker, like rolls out massive doughs, Helena. We have Anna uh, Vicini from Vicini Pasta. So she had a restaurant at Carla Flan and myself. <laughs> He's married into an Italian family, but uh, has a passion for making pasta. And is that where you came, where it comes from? Your husband is Italian. Yeah, so he's Italian, so I learned from his mum, and then I just I just love the idea. It's just two basic ingredients, or three, and you can make a really nutritious meal. In well, like, we're having a hard time getting the time to talk here, because everybody keeps asking about things. How is business going since you opened up? It's going really well. We're really happy with how enthusiastic people are about it. Everyone wants lunch, so hopefully if we stay open next year, we'll have a lunch menu as well. Um, so we do homemade pestos, homemade tomato sauces. We do like um, a pasta kit to take home. And uh, yeah, we're just all about providing a really nice, nutritious meal for families on the go that need something quick. 
your own family is on the go, uh, you occasionally need something to create. How is this working out in terms of, you know, having your own family and then running this place? Because this is a pretty big undertaking when it looks like this. Yeah, but um, we actually, I think we've all got a really good flow. We're, we're good at what we do. So we're able to manage like uh, one person in the morning, one in the afternoon and splitting our time up like that. So. And what about the sleepless nights so far? Worried about rent and wages and that kind of thing? <laughs> I think at the start I was because it was like unknown territory for me. But um, I think we all have just like this vision and passion for it that it's it's not really worrying me. I think I just have a feeling it's gonna go really well. I just have this yeah. And where does the love of it come from? Because like I mean I never had you down as the kind of woman who would be sort of standing at your mother in law's elbow learning to make Italian pasta and this kind of thing. So where where did the interest come from? Yeah, I don't know. I've always I, I came from a big family, like and um, I mean we had like the same dinners every week or whatever, but I have this passion for like um, providing like something that's really simple and mixing with a few ingredients and making it into this amazing you know meal for everyone like doesn't matter if you're uh, like you're not earning so much money or if you're earning a lot there's always something there that's that's for you like here we produce a machine made pasta which is a bit more um, cheaper than our handmade pastas so like if you come in and you just wanted you know nice fresh pasta there's a there's an option there for you um, and, and we're conscious of that as well and that's something that's really important and we try also to give away like any bits we have left like uh, of the pasta pieces we use them for soup or we give them there's a soup kitchen not far from here so we've been helping them out uh, we give some to them and uh, yeah we just try to have less waste as we can and and just, yeah, a good product. And what has the reaction been? We're in the middle of Southern here, right? Now, this is my Northside Dublin prejudice coming out full of hipsters, Gail, full of hipsters. Yeah, yeah. What has the reaction been like? Have you had people coming back to you a couple of days? No, we've had, yeah, we've had people return customers, which are really happy. They're happy with the product and they're, like, really excited about having it here. And, um, yeah, it, it just seems to be a really good vibe. People like homemade like sauces, homemade pasta, they're really interested. Would it be a big step up now? Because lunch is a big thing in this country, mm. right? You pay your 100 crowns, your 150 yeah. crowns, people eat a lot during the day, you know, yeah. and then they eat an evening meal as well. Would it be a big step up for you to start offering lunch every day? Or is it just, okay, I need boiling water for this pasta? No, I think um, we were talking about this because it's something that we have to do, but we just need to get what we have now right yeah. and then we we will because with pasta it's like very temperamental depending on hydration like the you know it's so we have to get this right first but i i think we can manage it i think we're three capable ladies who are are very passionate and, and i think we'll be able to do it here yeah. i would have absolutely no doubt about it being three capable ladies i'm not sure you know there is a pandemic going on at the moment how has that affected you <laughs> until now we've we, we haven't really seen it, but we've heard some of the other staff talking about it. Yeah. Um, so it's affected them, but coming up to Christmas, we know it's going to be a bit busier maybe. Yeah. But because you can buy the pasta and cook it at home, it's a really good option for people. Um, and so the Holland and now we're doing the thing where you can order online with them and they deliver it. Oh, brilliant. So that's hopefully will help mm. with the situation. And that doesn't cost you as a business owner anything, no? No, no. That's just a this shop, yeah. etc. So there's people yeah. offering it, you know? Because they want people to come and buy, like, they're, you know, or they're in trouble, so. Of course, yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen it out in Shista Gallery. There's loads of shops that have closed during the pandemic, you yeah, know? Yeah. We're standing here now, it's the start of December, the shop is only just open, you're full of, you know, it's a, you know, it's all, your baby is started up here. In a year's time, where are we? Are you sitting in some factory out in the no, Orsta or somewhere? I think we'd like to keep, like, just, maybe open another one or something would be really nice, yeah. if you could expand like that, but we, if we get the business concept right, then I think um, you definitely could open another one and, and to continue to provide a really good quality product. That's our main, our main you know, our main goal. And what did your mother-in-law tell you is the secret to Italian food? <laughs> it's to, lo to love what you're doing. 
they just like no waste and just be happy and, and to love what you're doing and uh, yeah that's it simple ingredients and simple product there you go Patrick Walker down another road a few years ago was telling me if you love what you're doing you'll never work another day in your life so uh, enjoy your retirement thank you <laughs> and oh, of course where can people find you we're in Soda Holland here Soda Holland in uh, Sodomon Soda and Mom. we're right in the middle where Sebastian used to be actually Sebastian Pasoda yep. so it's a great spot um, right inside the main doors so people come walking in here and you're there you're wearing your orange apron every day and your black kit and black hat and everything else yep. we'll send everybody we can into Thanks. Thanks very much. There you go, that was Jennifer O'Sullivan there. You'll find her at Sada Halana in the middle of Sada. She's there. Uh, it looks like a great little business. I walked in there and I saw this tiny little stand which is made out of plywood. I thought, oh shit, this hasn't gone well. And it wasn't that. It was uh, her, her shop or her where she's selling her pasta was right behind it. It's pretty huge. And I really hope that things go well for them there. Uh, I did actually buy some of the pasta, which I'm taking home with me now. And uh, that will be fed to the family for dinner. So we'll get a report on that. Probably in episode three, if I manage to get it made in time. So now I'm on the way back to see young Mr. El Buzedi. We're going to meet for a cup of coffee and have a little bit of a chat with him. As I say, he uh, arrived during the summer. I think he played 20 games uh, in total for AIK, scored one goal, had five or six assists. I'm not exactly sure how that went, but I'm not really interested in talking to him about the football just yet, right? Obviously, the young fella has uh, ambitions to play for Ireland and that kind of thing, but what I really want to know uh, about him is how he settled in to living in Stockholm in Sweden. So uh, we're just pulling up outside now. So we'll run in and have a chat with him and his brother Adam, who's over here, to bring him home to Mammy to celebrate Christmas. Right, there we are. And we have levels and we have everything else. And we have Zach Elbuzedi. We have Adam Elbuzedi here as well, who's uh, here visiting. I don't know if you're going to be moving over here anytime soon, are you? He's staying the double for the time being. We have Zach who's been playing for the season for AIK here. We're going to leave the football because that's what we've been talking about for six months. What was it like moving to Sweden the first time, Zach? Yeah, it was... It's a big move, obviously. Uh, moving to a country that I've never like been in for a sustained period of time. Um, so, yeah, it was... You don't know what to expect when you come out here, but um, as soon as... as like I said, as soon, I've said in other interviews, as soon as I came out here, like I... I really liked that and all the people from the club, from yourself and the other Irish like in the community here have helped me reset really quick. So yeah, it was obviously a little bit apprehensive at first, but I settled in very quickly. When you landed at the airport the first time, right, you're coming over here, you're gonna be training for a couple of weeks with a club here. What happens there? Do you have to get a taxi to a hotel or do they look after no, you? In fairness, they were really good. Like I had the the scout from the club Tobias. He was waiting for me at the airport. Um they picked me up, dropped me to the airport and uh, to the hotel and then picked me up for train and everything. So I didn't really have to worry about any of that other stuff. Um yeah, everything was everything was sorted out from the club. Obviously if we, if I wasn't playing football it'd be different. I'd have to sort everything else out myself but the club were, were, have been really, really good. They've sorted everything for me. And how did you find it then? Because the club then would have helped you to find a place to live. Uh, you have an apartment here in town and that kind of thing. So they, they did they look after all that and they just hand you a key kind of thing? Yeah, like when when I came over the, the first time to train for three or four days, they showed me one apartment. Um, and then when I moved over here permanently, they showed me another apartment. So I had a couple to choose from. Um, but yeah, as I said, like everything... 
everything from i didn't have to worry about getting furniture in any of that like wi-fi they sorted all that sort of stuff and it's just like them little things that you you wouldn't really think about that they're little things but they can they can all add up to to different stresses and as i said the club were brilliant everything was sorted they they sorted the apartment gave me the keys the the couch was there the tv was there everything so it was brilliant the first day you had to fill the fridge and you're going down to your local e-care your consum supermarket what was that like did you know what anything was no i didn't i didn't know what shop to go to you know i had eager and uh hem shop but i was i was calling a hem cop i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know so i went into the into the club and i was like to one of the lads what's uh what's hem cop like and they were they were laughing they were like what's what's playing hem cop um but now there's there's one right beside me so I went in and as I said, like everything's brilliant. The, the quality of the quality of food here is really good. I think from the, in the shops, like it's probably probably better in Ireland. So didn't take didn't take much adjusting. Did you have to learn the different words for things? Like because you know sometimes I remember buying a bread over here once and I thought okay I'll bang this in the toaster and there's fucking raisins in it. I was like ah oh, this is a mess. That's why I was going like to shops and it was taking me to get like five bits bits of food it was taking me about two hours because i was google translating everything um, but now now i understand like what different stuff are but yeah so when i first came over here because when you speak to swedish people that everyone speaks english here so i was going to the shop and i thought everything would be in english as well mm. so it was a bit weird walking into shop and you're seeing things with like with the a with the two dots on top yeah. and all and so uh yeah, it took that took that took a while to get used to, and Google Translate was my best friend. Well, you were talking to me before. You were saying that you were going to you want to learn the language, and I was teaching a few swear words that you can use on the pitch, but nothing we can use outside of it. Um, have you come any further in that now? In terms, no, of- I literally just got my personal number two days ago. Okay. So you were saying that when I get that, we can do something. I don't know what it's called. It's like Swedish for yeah, you have S F E. Yeah, you yeah. call it Swedish for Irish people, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but we we'll so get you involved in that. That's my excuse for not learning it yet. But now <laughs> I, I want to try learn. I've picked up like little little pieces in the club and that. And uh, there's a woman in the club, Seuss is her name. She she cooks all the food and she tries to teach me little bits and pieces every every so often. So picked up little little like just hello like ways to say hello and how are you and that um but now not not fluent like you yeah God, 22 years <laughs> you think you know one or two things you know but how is it then in terms of making this place your home zach because in one way it's a sort of a privileged existence they give you the key to your apartment yeah. everything is there for you in another way you want to feel like this is do you feel like this is your city do you feel like this is your home yet yeah i think as i said like it's settling pretty quick um and like people in the club have made me feel really welcome and not just not just like people working in the club supporters as well when I'm walking on the street or or just walking about they always like even messages they're sending like if I need anything to let them know mm. and it's it's really welcoming and then as I said you and the Irish community like when I went out and watched the the guy game everyone was, was so welcoming and it was like being home away from home it was like being in Dublin that there was so many Irish people so yeah it does if Obviously, Ireland's always going to be home for me, but it feels like a, a home away from home. What was it like seeing the tricolours for the first time at the Friends Arena when you were playing? Nah, it was deadly. There was two different. I think one was all the Irish people here, and then the other people was uh, my cousin's friend's children were out here, wasn't it? And they brought a tricolour, so I didn't know which was which, but it was nice to see uh, see a tricolour in the, the Friends Arena. and. I don't, know if, I don't know if they're used to seeing tricolours there, but hopefully there'll be more next season. Yeah, we were trying to um, 
there's an exclusive now here in the podcast, right? When you were playing against Uster Sun, we were trying to get the club to get tickets so we could distribute them to the Irish community. And we just didn't get it over the line in time. We're going, okay, who'll pay for what? And then he goes and he scores an absolute belter of a goal. You know, know. So, and I was in Dublin when he scored that goal. I was going, ah, shit. You know? <laughs> What's the weirdest thing about Sweden so far, Zach? I think. Oh, yeah. The which? These salty jellies. Oh yeah, the salt and licorice stuff. Wow, like I bought so before in in the change room before a game, I like to have like a bit of jelly for a bit of sugar before I go out. Yeah. So first before the first game, I think it was uh, Ara Brew away. I went to the the hem shop beside the shop. They had these like they're called Ferrari jellies. Yeah. But they had it looked like sugar on them, so I was like, oh, they're, they're gonna be nice. So I bought them, and I'm like, tasted them. They've bleeding salt on them. <laughs> I was like, what is this? So I ate one, I was like, ah, it must be like something wrong with it. And I was ate the other one and it was bleeding salt and it was like they dipped it in the sea or something. It was rotten. <laughs> so that I would say that was the weirdest thing. I couldn't even remember that. Salty jellies, I never did, heard did that. Nobody, in my life. Did nobody none of the other players say, Look at that's what they do? I there. went in and said it to them and they were like, Yeah, that's normal, they're nice, like but <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, there's actually a girl I know plays for uh, for Chelsea, Maureen Yelda. We were talking about her a little bit earlier on there. And anytime you go to London, you have to bring her those things. Otherwise, oh, she doesn't want to know. Yeah, so, when I was in Bolton, there was a Danish fella there. And yeah. he used to have uh, porridge with scrambled egg mix together. Oh, my God. Oh, that's just sick. That's weird, isn't it? I don't think even normal no, Danish people no. do. God, I like So uh, that's, that was weird. So. What do you miss about Ireland? Um. You have Adam like, here, so it couldn't yeah. be family today anyway. Now, like, the Irish people are different, aren't they? Like, there's different banter and and just, yeah, just the Irish, just the way of, the, the way Irish people are sometimes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's 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 different banter over here, but as we said, like, the the people in the club have been really good. Um, so there's not much I miss. So same with mum. Miss me, man. That's the, the, always a good answer. <laughs> yeah. Always a good answer. You've three years left on your contract. Uh, the season just finished over the weekend. There, you came second. Are you happy with how things have gone for you on and off the pitch so far? Yeah, like I, I think oh, I didn't expect to come here and play as many games as I did so soon. I don't think the people at the club did either. Um, and I think I'd say for seventy percent of the games, as I played reasonably well uh, good performances so I was, I'm happy but there's there's always places to improve and I think it's it's a good season that I can build on for next season and and uh, take it up another notch because I know I can I can play better than I did even though I played well um, but now next season's going to be even better You came here of course in the middle of the summer and you must have thought oh this is an absolute paradise yeah. and I think it was minus nine this morning when oh. I was going into the car what, which would you favour now which would you prefer Which oh, Definitely the summer <laughs> I'm supposing I'm going home now with the Irish weather because the Irish weather is going to be like summer right now when we get back after this yeah, It's like dark at three o'clock here as well oh. do you find that difficult? I've never seen I've never felt cold like it. It's crazy. It's mad. Like he, me and Adam are walking out on the street and had the phone in my hand, and after two seconds, you feel like your hands are frozen. It's mad, but um, now it's. Uh, I definitely prefer the summer. Uh, and lastly, of all the things that you know you, you've done, you've experienced a lot here in your first season. You're starting to learn the language and that kind of thing. You can find your way around Hemshop or Hem Cup and. Uh, is there anything else that sort of sticks out to you about this country that you want to learn about or that you want to do or places that you want to go? I want to go watch the ice hockey. I've not gone to watch that, um, but I heard it's pretty big here and I know AOK have a team as well, so yeah. I'd like to go 
go see that and then there's there's other like other things other sports i know you don't like paddle but i want to go oh, watch i want to go watch a paddle game um and then there's another one floorball is it yeah yeah it's a huge thing that's yeah. that's quite big here yeah. um and then yeah when obviously not now but when the weather's better just go out and so I maybe experience more like the countryside and that of of Sweden. Have yeah. you seen anything of it apart from from, not, from the team bus? Like not really, no. Because as we said, like games are coming thick and fast, and mm. I know you know, but like when I like to prepare for games properly, so um, I haven't really got to to go out and explore it that much. But hopefully next year when when we have a bit more time, we'll get to to experience the Swedish culture a little. bit well, it's magnificent having you here and having your feet under the table and uh, we look forward to at least another three seasons of the contract yeah hopefully we'll see thank Super. you Merry Christmas Zach thank you Merry Christmas to you thank you Zach Elbazadi and his brother Adam there. Um, now I'm back in my little studio. It's it's so hard. You just have to like that guy. He's just such a nice fella. And um, wouldn't it be amazing uh, for us to see Zach Elbazadi playing his football week in, week out here at the Friends Arena and at arenas around Stockholm? It would be a great thing for the Swedish-Irish community uh, to be able to see that and then maybe have him in the national team. So uh, I might have to have a word with Stephen Kenny and Keith Andrews and see if we can squeeze him in there come March. Uh, I've also spoken to AIK um, just before the end of this season. We were trying to create a situation where we could get a certain amount of tickets all in one place for the Irish community. But hopefully at some point next year, uh, early in the season, we'll be able to get Mr. Elbuzadi and we'll be able to, to go and see a game and see him play. He's seen a couple of tricolours, as he said in the interview up there, and it's, it's fantastic for him to be able to see that. Uh, a couple of points of housekeeping. Again, thanks to everybody who's gotten in touch. Most people seem to be getting in touch via Facebook or via LinkedIn, which is fine. Uh, I wasn't on Facebook for an awful long time, but I do know that there's an awful lot, especially if the more sort of established people in the Irish community are on there. It seems to me that uh, the younger guns, the people who've moved here more recently, are on LinkedIn, and just, that's just where we're hooking up, you know. So we'll see over time uh, where where the meeting place ends up being. But I'm happy to get. Uh, mails to irishandsweden at gmail.com I'm happy to get messages on LinkedIn or on Instagram, Irish and Sweden pod uh, so just keep getting in touch I saw on Facebook that the wonderful Miriam Hill had her birthday there recently now you never talk about a woman's age in terms of numbers but Miriam's a wonderful woman who has been here for a, a good few years That's we won't reveal anything but she's been here for a good few years and I'd like to take this opportunity to wish her a very happy birthday, um, she was one of the first people that when my children were born they're now 17 and 15 and Miriam was the, one of the first people to offer to babysit for them uh, when we were here so a, a wonderful woman and Miriam I hope you had a wonderful birthday and I hope you're going to get a wonderful Christmas out of it as well a little bit of housekeeping for those of you who are going home to Ireland for Christmas and this is since the first podcast this is something that I've been investigating on your behalf right um, basically, if you don't have a Peshoon number, a Swedish social security number, then you cannot get a COVID certificate or a vaccination certificate saying that you've been vaccinated here in Sweden. You might be aware of that, you might not be aware of that, but that's how it is. And that's going to affect you if you want to go to the gym in Ireland or if you want to go to a pub or you want to go to a restaurant. Now, I'm not exactly sure what the restrictions are in Ireland at the moment, but I do know that in, in restaurants and that kind of thing, they are looking for vaccination. Now, if you're, if you're uh, registered here in Sweden, registered for tax and that kind of thing, well, then you 
you do have a Swedish Person number and you can get that certificate, but not if you only have what's called Sam Ordnings number or not if you're not tax resident of this country. So uh, I've been in touch with the Swedish authorities. They're telling me that they're hoping to have something uh, sorted out by January. That's a fat lot of use to anybody who's going home to Dublin in the coming weeks. But my suggestion to you would be if you have been vaccinated here in Sweden, bring the cards that you got, right? Because the name of the vaccine you got is on them, your name is on them, the date is on them, and there'll be a stamp from the local health authority. Now, it's not a vaccination certificate. And if you've lived in Sweden long enough, you'll start to think the paperwork is everything, right? So it's not the same thing. And nobody in Ireland is under any obligation to accept that. But I've also been in touch with a lot of people in the hospitality industry in Ireland and a few people in the gym and sports business. And I'm trying to get the word out that this is the situation for Irish residents in Sweden at the moment, or Irish citizens in Sweden at the moment, uh, that we're trying to get this done, that we're, we're trying to help uh, people to have a sort of a good and meaningful and enjoyable Christmas over there. But bring those cards with you. Have them in a good stiff envelope. Don't leave them on the table when you're ordering points so that they get wet or anything because you'll just wind up in the shit completely. Um, needless to say, you'll need to book your COVID tests and everything before you travel. If you're a Swedish citizen, bring your Swedish passport because that way I don't. I think um, I don't think actually think that you need any sort of um, anything traveling when you're traveling back and checking in to travel back. You don't need any any tests or that kind of thing. But check that out now because that could change in the meantime. I know when I was in Dublin recently with my family, I only have an Irish passport and I had to provide my vaccination certificate from Sweden. But because I'm tax resident here, I had one. In the heel of the hunt, anyway, it's good to have your paperwork with you. That's just where we are in the world today. Um. Be careful out there. Enjoy your trip home. You know, try to sort of limit your socialising. Try to keep yourself tested. Uh, try to stick around. You know, if you get any symptoms whatsoever, try to isolate yourself. This is not an easy time for anybody. Um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I know a lot, of, an awful lot of people suffered from that sort of sense of isolation. Even people uh, in big cities like Stockholm. You know, there's there's hundreds, there's thousands of Irish people here, but we're all isolated from one another, and that will only be amplified if you're one of you know a handful of people in Westeros, or if you're doing your Erasmus year down in Lynn Shopping or that kind of thing. You know, so just remember remember that we're all there in a virtual sense for one another right you'll find us on linkedin you'll find us on facebook and you'll find us on this podcast so um yeah that's pretty much all the housekeeping that we have to do for this week if you want to support the podcast patreon.com forward slash arrowman in stockholm if there's a business out there that would like to sponsor it like to contribute to this community journalism initiative you can email irish and sweden at gmail.com and see what we can do there as i say anything that helps me keep going uh, that helps to pay for the diesel that helps to pay for the batteries that helps to pay for the time that goes into producing this thing would be very much appreciated and we'll have a swish number hopefully as soon as uh, the bank gets its thumb out of its backside um, have a great weekend this is probably going to be out before the weekend and uh, next week I have a f- like it's amazing how many suggestions we've had and how many ideas we've already had um, people suggesting things and subjects and issues that you cover some are going to blow your mind right because some you just wouldn't believe the stories that are out there you know in order to get this in a bag I was talking to, to somebody there and I just had to go look I, I gotta go I gotta go but I'll talk to you again I'll come down to you over Christmas so we do an interview for the podcast there's some absolutely amazing stories from Irish people out there uh, there's some amazing stories from Swedish people with a huge interest in Ireland and they're all the things that we're going to be bringing you on the Irish in Sweden podcast but uh, for the time being look after yourselves look after one another and I'll talk to you very soon again Thank you.